Welcome to the third episode of All Elite Bros, your home for all things All Elite Wrestling, news, rumors, analysis, opinions, and more. My name is Greg, alongside my brother Nick. You can follow us on Twitter at bros underscore elite and on Facebook at All Elite Bros, all one word. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can email us at alleliteBros at gmail.com. We are lifelong wrestling fans that have not been this excited for pro wrestling since the late 90s. On this week's episode, we discuss all the news that is happening in the AEW world. We analyze episode 1 of Dynamite and preview slash predict what we expect from episode 2 of Dynamite. So sit back, relax, enjoy episode 3 of All Elite Bros. All right, so let's get started with our summary of episode one of AEW Dynamite. This is Greg and Nick um, at All Elite Bros, and we're going to start with the first match, which uh, Sammy Guevara versus Cody. Um, they had a nice little package, which was kind of a rehash of everything that was going on uh, on the YouTube Road to uh, TNT uh, uh, series. So then they had, a, I thought, a solid match kind of showed Cody Cody was over huge in the match that's uh easy to see um when he walked out with Brandy and everything but I thought they were, their match was solid it was a good way to start the show um and it really showed how talented Sammy Guevara is and I've noticed that Cody is really uh has done that a couple of times with Darby Allen now and now Sammy Guevara uh great match back and forth action really high pace especially towards the end of the match and then uh, Cody wins with a small package. So what are your thoughts on the match, Nick? I thought the match was great. And they really, it really did sh- showcase Sammy and how good he is in the ring. And then we got the show where he did that little pose in the middle of the ring. Yeah, that was cool. I like that. How, how cocky he is. Mm-hmm. How, his, how his character is that cocky. And I thought that was great how they... He's got, he seems to be getting over a lot with his, the way he's been as a heel on the indies and now coming into Dynamite against Cody, like you said also how Cody likes to make sure that the person he's in the ring with gets over even in a loss. Yeah, for sure. And uh, obviously, I didn't know much about Sammy Guevara. I've seen him in a couple matches and all that good stuff with uh, with AEW. But um, and the B, the Being Elite series kind of showed that he was kind of a jerk on there, a little cocky guy. So it really uh, showed that. So it was good to see him get his, get his moves in and then really show what kind of character he is. Um, and then after the match, when Sammy Guevara was looking like he was getting a handshake, um, but then all of a sudden Jericho came from behind and started beating on Cody, a little foreshadowing shadowing, because at first you're like, well, Sammy's not going to try to help him out or anything. And then, well, that foreshadows something that happens at the end of the night. But Jericho comes out and beats uh beats on Cody. So yeah. uh and they showed it where they had, uh even through the commercial break, they showed kept this screen at screen yeah, so that picture. you can yeah, still yeah, see sure. Jericho 
just Jericho keep beating on Cody through the yeah, whole time. He just keeps beating on him, beating on him, beating on him. It was had to be a good three, four minutes of just beating on him. So really sets up the match for full gear yeah. uh, in November. Um, after that, we had uh, – let's move on to the next thing. The little skit they had with Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes um, promoting their Jay and Silent Bob movie. I know Nick marked out pretty hardcore seeing them in the front row. Um, and then Jack Evans and, and Helico come out kind of talking trash to them and everything, and then private party kind of interrupting, trying to have the back of Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Um, I mean, it, it is what it is when you have the celebrity – matches it's or when celebrities are involved it's it, it, it's promoting it's cross promotion trying to get everything out there and obviously jericho's in the movie so it made sense it was nice to just go ahead but the one the one thing i liked that i liked was that usually when there's celebrities and they're trying to promote something mm-hmm. they'll come out for like that they'll just come out for that part mm-hmm. in the crowd skits over they're not in the crowd anymore yeah that's true yeah kevin smith stayed the whole time i don't think Jace, jason jason yeah, was there the right. whole time but it was fine it got jack evans and and no. and private party no. on tv on the first episode so that's always good to get new faces out there that maybe uh didn't get seen it was really hard to see and helico and jack evans i don't know if i like the camera angle there but um it was good to see him out there i don't want to spend too much time on it it was fine what it was Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the uh, next match was the MJF versus Brandon Cutler match. If you're paying attention online, it really was put over as like, you know, MJF making fun of Dungeons and Dragons, and Cutler's a huge Dungeons and Dragons fan and everything. Um, well, even, even in Cutler's his new shirt and his entrance video, they have like the 20 sided die that's part of Dungeons yeah, and Dragons. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. I mean, Cutler's fine. It's not, he's not going to be one of your star makers, but the smartest thing they did was have MJF cut his music and let him, uh, you know, get that microphone in his hand and let him speak before he got into the ring. Um, he's money on, oh, yeah. on the mic. And if you want a heel, um, I, I don't know if there's a better heel on the mic right now than uh, MJF in all of professional wrestling. Jericho. True. True. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I overstepped things, but there you go. There's two right there, and they're both in AEW, which is good. <laughs> He's definitely the second yeah. best, I'd say. Um, and it was a squash match, which I think it was two minutes in and out, get him on TV, and make MJF more of a star. Um, yeah, nothing really else to add to that match. I was just surprised that it was a squash match. Yeah, because they really haven't been doing that. Uh, and the when they do all their uh, BR live shows or their pay per views, it's there hasn't been a squash match. Even though when there should have been, maybe not a squash match, but more one sided, like when Hangman faced, uh, faced Kip Sabian, it should have been more putting him over because he was going into the title hunt or the title match against uh, Jericho. But uh, this was good. This is what you need. Sometimes you need a squash match on TV to put over, especially now because these are fresh eyes. I mean, I, I know it's a lot of people that are watching have been following this throughout, but there's so many fresh eyes on this product. So you want to show your stars, especially your homegrown stars, even though, as I say that in air quotes, homegrown stars isn't really a thing for AEW because they've only had four shows before this. But they're guys. They got them before pre-WWE. You haven't seen them in other spots or even in New Japan. 
new, the guys that haven't been on TV. Before right, yeah. TV. So, and after that match, they had the SCU skit in front of the White House. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Scorpio Sky has a pretty good uh, Obama impression. <laughs> they pretty, pretty much nailed it. And then they came back with Shivani in the middle. Um, and we'll talk more about the announced team at the end, but and then they come out and promote again, and then the Lucha Brothers come out, um, and then they have a brawl, which is is fine. I, I once again, like I said, with uh, Jack Evans and Helico and Private Party, getting SCU on the TV, getting Lucha Brothers on TV is important for them to grow their product. And I, now, well, especially with the tag team tournament right, coming so yeah, up, you got to push that. Um, I just. Uh, I don't know. I love the Lucha Brothers, and I just felt like they should have been. <laughs> I feel like they should be almost in everything because I think they're so talented, and I do, I just want them to be over as much as possible. So, I wanted more from them than just that uh, small spot. I know they had a dark match, which we'll talk about the uh, AEW's dark uh, show as well uh, later on. But I thought it was fine. It was good to get them on TV. So, yeah, and then we had the. Pack versus Hangman Page match, which I thought was a solid match. wasn't the greatest match, but it was a really good TV match. Um, went back and forth, hard hit. I love how Pac, uh, Pack. Uh, I got to get used to that. Pack uh, just is. You you look at him and you think he wants to go cruiserweight style, lucha libre style. It's like no, he wants to be. It doesn't matter his size. He wants to grind on you, beat you, up, beat you up, and just keep hitting you. And it's going to be a, a strong style type of match. Yeah, he, he's very hard hitting, and Adam Page too, very hard hit. They're both hard hitting oh, yeah. guys. Yeah, uh, I love when uh, Adam Page just rolled right in to almost hit his finisher, mm-hmm. the dead eye, and then Pac just grabs the ropes just right. to get out of it. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was good. Um, and then obviously you're pushing him as the heel, so he gets a little uh, low blow shot while he's holding Earl Hebner which turns into the black arrow into a submission um, for the win. So he's two and zero in single competition. I think it, it's putting him up at, up at the top of the card saying that they really want to push him as one of their big stars. Yeah, definitely want to push him as a big star. And, Cause I mean, he's, he's proven himself all over the world. In WWE, so you want him, and he's a great mm-hmm. talent. Yeah, no, he's a phenomenal talent. Um, on the mic, in the ring, just he's, I hate saying this, but he is the total package. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just as long as he doesn't take the torture rack from Lex Luger, we're good. Uh, yeah. I'm oh, fine. the inverted atomic drive. You know, that's one of my least favorite moves in wrestling. Uh, <laughs> uh, but and then Hangman, you know. It's funny with him. Everyone wanted him to be. It, it, it's obvious that Cody, the Bucks, really wanted him to be the first champion because they really wanted to push that he's the guy. He's a fresh face, like Cody's been saying over and over again fresh, fresh, fresh. But the way they got to the point with him at the all out main, main event didn't show that he really deserved the title. They didn't put him in that spot. And now they once again he loses again. So are they going to go with that storyline of him keep continually losing, and now trying to go back up? And I think that's better. This is it's worked out better this way. I think it's it's where he's lost. He's losing self confidence in himself. Yeah, 
Yeah, and you can see that they've done that in the Being the Elite uh, series a little bit too. And he feels like he's alone too. If you if you watch BTE, like the Bucks aren't there for him. So I wonder if that's what that's going to turn into. We'll see. Maybe maybe it might be a heel turn for Adam Page. Mm, Maybe. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised by that, but we'll see how it goes. This is the exciting thing about having the show. We got some things to actually go on now and start seeing the storyline go. Um, so let's move on to the next match, which is Riho versus Nyla Rose for the first uh, women's champion in AEW. So I want to say this before the match started. So I've been watching the belts, I think, have been great for AEW. But boy, the women's title, I know it's more like Japan um, inspired belt. That title is so yeah. tiny. <laughs> I feel like they could have made it a little yeah. bigger. <laughs> oh, take a drink of water and just, uh, you're right there. No, I didn't. I'm <laughs> okay. fine. Um, but that's just my opinion on that title. Um, it is really tiny, and it, but the, the only ones that it wouldn't like would look ridiculous on would be. Like, Tyler Rose are awesome. Yeah, it, it, it's, but it's a tiny bump. Anyway, let's move on to the match. So, um, as I've learned over the years, that a Japanese wrestling loves the slow start and the build and the crescendo to the end, which um, I love too. I mean, it just makes you excited. We watched this together, and you, the only time I jumped out of my seat was during this match. <laughs> so, if, if I'm watching a match and I really like our show, I, I will jump out of my seat a couple of times a night. Um, Yes, you will. Um, it was a tip. It was David versus Goliath type matchup with Nyla and Riho, and I I liked it. It was a good match. I thought it was uh, probably the best match of the night. Or I could go with Pack and Hangman. That probably be my favorite. And then Riho and Nyla. It was a good match. Showed the physicality. Um, I I just think they made Nyla look kind of dumb though with the chairs and everything. Like you knew it was the championship match. I just didn't think the chairs were necessary in the match, and it backfired on her when she did did the what was it the sent on it. Um, she just yeah. To the chairs from yeah, the I just didn't see the point of that. But I think the point of it was is that she's willing to do anything to become champion. But, yeah, I guess I can see that, but I just don't think it was the smart thing to do. But she's the heel, and sometimes heels do dumb things, right? Right. So, um, slow, slow moving match, but then crescendo at the end. The crowd was super into the match at the end. Um, gets Riho gets her in the ring, um, hits her with the double knees, and then um, pins her. And she, Riho is the first woman's champion. Um, I'm I'm pretty good with it. Uh, it makes me. I'm excited for the matchups. She's always going to be the underdog. That's always good in pro wrestling is being the underdog. She's so undersized. Um, I'm just curious what the next matchups are going to be. Because we had Britt Baker on commentary during yeah, it. Yeah, and that's, I think she's always going to be in there, but I really think they shouldn't push that because I think they have a great storyline with B Priestley right now, and I don't, I don't, I don't want them to yeah. just move past that just to get the title or title match with Britt Baker, and and that's putting two faces in a championship match, and I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, once in a while, it's okay, but it's not something I would want to start out with. Is her defending the title against a face? 
Well, then if B Priestley is going to be going against Britt Baker, then who's the heel that's going to be going after Rio? I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I don't. I don't hot. think Nyla Rose should get another a title a, a rematch though because she lost clean. It, there was no. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying so. No, that's a good question. That's a, that's a, that's another uh, a segment. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, then at the end, afterwards, Michael Nakazawa, Japanese speaking, went in to interview Riho. And then when that happened, uh, Nyla Rose, poor sport, good heel stuff, tried to powerbomb him. Um, it didn't go well at first, but she got him up finally on the double pump and then did a sit-out powerbomb on him um, and beat him up. And then she went after Riho again, trying to beat her up more. And then Kenny Omega came in for the save. So uh, I'm fine with all that. The Kenny Omega thing just seemed weird. Um and we can get to that more, but the Kenny Omega character right now is all over the map. <laughs> it's all over. Now he's friends with Riho because I know they tag together and he like feels like a mentorship tour. But then he's also in the elite, doing the elite stuff. Then he's having a me- mental breakdown on being the elite. <laughs> so it's just all over the place. And I'm just confused by his whole persona. I hope it just comes together better. But uh, everything that went on, what did you think of uh, everything that happened after match, post match? Uh, I mean, the double pump power bomb. I I thought she was gonna drop him on his head. Oh my god! Yeah, time. it didn't look good. <laughs> if I look, but then she caught it just in time and gave gave him a good uh, lager bomb. I was just glad there's no baby oil involved. When I saw Nakazawa, I'm like, good boy, <laughs> don't 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 do that, don't do that. Uh, with the Omega thing, I it makes sense because behind the scenes, he's one of the guys that are working with all the women. I, I right, I get right. that, but you, I think you have to pick a lane. He can't be everything for everyone. You, you can't just have this is oh this section. Then you're you're segmented too much, and then I feel like that's like like the the tri- yeah it really is it's like the triple h effect when he's supposed to be a bad guy but he's a good guy in NXT but when remember when he was the authority figure in, on main roster it just it looks it doesn't look good and they just need to figure a way to tie that all together so that's my opinion on that and then we had the main event the elite uh omega and the Young Bucks, which I also thought was weird. The Omega was, before commercial break, was helping out Riho. Commercial break happened. Boom, he's ready to do the whole entrance with the Elite. It, um, but um, versus Jericho and Santana and Ortiz. Um, the match was looking good at, to start. And then um, all of a sudden, we hear Kenny, or some a rouse of the crowd. And then uh, John Moxley is coming out behind Kenny Omega. Which, side note, the camera shots as they were looking up and Kenny Omega didn't see it was Moxley yet was fantastic. So they did that. Um, and then Moxley, t- they brawl, get to the backstage. Uh, Omega uses a mop, like the cleaner gimmick he had um, hits Moxley, but the Moxley turns it around and buries him with a, what does he call it? The death rider. Is that what he calls that move? No, that's the, the paradigm shift. Uh, oh, okay. Whatever it's called, it's a it's a spike DDT, right? He br- picks it up, picks him up a little bit, and puts him right through the glass table. It's a double oh, arm a spike double arm? DDT. Okay. All right. Um, so he, he that's he's out of the match. Obviously, going as the Bucks, and then versus Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz. Um, 
Yeah, it, we, I mean, the Young Bucks were the the faces. They were doing their valiant effort to do as much as they can. That one section where Nick Jackson just was like flying through the – yeah, he was from one pillar to post, jumping over everything. It's like, my God, it was unbelievable. Hitting every, everybody, everybody on the other team with moves after move into another move into another move into – Yeah, it was great. He was, he was like a pinball. Seriously, he was. <laughs> But it, it, but at the same time, I love that Jericho and Santana Ortiz took care of it. They beat them because they should have. There's three on two. The boys oh, yeah. should win in that situation. And then they start beating on them, beating on them after the match of the Bucks. And then who flies down? Cody. So you're like, boom, you're ready. Jericho, Cody for the championship. You know what's going to happen. So they're fighting each other. Right. And then who comes out? Sammy Guevara. And then boom, punts. Who did he punt? C- Cody, right? Yes. Cody in the nuts. He's squaring the nuts. nuts. And then Dustin Rhodes comes out to even the odds. And then they're fighting, fighting, fighting. And then Dustin kicks Guevara in the nuts. And then the surprise of the night is Jack Hager, a.k.a. um, Jake Hager, I'm sorry. Jake Hager, Hager. a.k.a. uh, Jack Swagger, um, comes out, kind of just takes it over the top, and they just leave uh, Cody – the Young Bucks and Dustin just laid out. And uh, that's basically yeah. how it ends is that all five of them raising their hand, looking like we have a faction um, going on with it. We'll talk more about Jake Hager in the news um, and what we expect out of him there. But they take out the elite. The show, show goes off the air. Um, so what were your thoughts of overall on the show? Like, let's say, let's go one through ten. Let's try to do that. I think that's what we're going to do every week is, one through ten, what kind of show? You can do points and point five or whatever you want as well. What would you call this show? Like it was the greatest show ever, ten, worst show ever one. I got two thoughts on this though, because for a debut mm-hmm. show, I give it a ten because they hit every, I mean maybe a nine and a half because there's some not in the ring so much, but camera work I would want to say. At some okay, so like production, been- teaching the production, yeah, yeah, yeah. Production, yeah. just a little mm-hmm. tweaks here and there, and that and tweaking maybe a little bit of the commentary so they're not always try, trying to talk We're over. We're going to talk each about other. the announce team after this. I, I, so I just want to talk about the the show itself, and then we'll talk about the announce team. That's the next. Uh... The show itself, I mean, it was great. It's, the Riho match, I thought that I, I was surprised by her winning. Yeah, I, the majority sure were surprised. Everybody was, and I, I just figured. I think that that's probably my match of the night. Is that one just because of right. who won? Um, okay, so for me, I would probably give it an eight. I don't think it was the best show ever. I don't. I, I think it was a good show. I want to make sure that I say that. I don't think it's the best show I've ever seen. And it's not definitely not a bad show. It was a good show. Um, I think from bell to bell, I think the Guevara Cody match was the best match of the night. Um, and Hangman and Pack were good matches as well. Riho and Nyla, you can see that Nyla's a little green. Like right, you you notice certain things. Like I can uh, ignore as much as I can, but there, there's some spots. It's- or it was nerds. I mean, no. both could be right. So, uh, so there's things in there that that need to be worked on. So I'm not going to say it was a perfect show, um, but it was a good show, and and that's what you want is a good wrestling show every week. 
Um, I heard something on a, a podcast I was listening to that it was like their 14th episode. Like they, they're already done 13. Like it was just part of their season. It wasn't, it just seemed very smooth. It wasn't, uh, they weren't going for what NXT was doing where they're putting championship matches. You're going to get 20 minutes and we're going to put on a barn burner. No, we're trying to build characters here, show new people and then get storylines going. So I feel like it did what it needed to do. We want to see what's going on next week. We want to see what this Jericho whole stable is doing. We want to see what's happening in the women's division. So it gave us things to look forward to. And then the tag team tournament, they pushed that a little bit. I think they should have pushed that more, really put it out there that, Next week, tag team tournament starts. Be ready for it. Young Bucks versus Private Party. But they're getting everything going. So I'd give it an eight. Um, for, that's for me. So um, thoughts on the announced team. So the biggest person added to it, I mean, uh, was, was Tony Schiavone. And boy, did they use Tony Schiavone everywhere. <laughs> I got tired I mean, for him going to the stage. He's going to the ring. He was announcing with everybody. Um, I thought this was the best announced team they've had with Excalibur, Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone, I think was the MVP of the announced team. I love Jim Ross. He is slowed down. I mean, he's in his sixties. You're going to slow down a little bit. So is Tony Schiavone, but I just feel like he's more, he was more energetic and he added a lot to the show. Um, so I really thought he was, he was good. I thought the announced team was good. And then the who else was there? Chris Van Vliet was the one who did the little sideline thing by the ring. Um, I don't think anyone else was in announcing. They didn't do any backstage stuff, right? They don't really do that. I know Tony no. Khan doesn't want to do that, really. Like, the only time they went backstage, which I thought was interesting, was to show the Bucks or the, the Elite just getting ready. Or the Jericho and Santana Ortiz just getting ready. Like a UFC fight. People are putting their gear on. We're getting ready to go. The fights are about to happen. That's the main event. So, uh, that was interesting. Uh, I liked how they did that. Um, and then I think they don't seem – I would give them a solid B because I, I don't want to give them like an A plus because then you can't go up from there. So I'd say it was a B announced job. It wasn't bad. It's better than anything I've seen on the other big shows in WWE. I, I don't think they have an announced team that was as solid as this team um, for all three. So that's my thoughts on the announced team. You? Well, I said a little bit earlier about uh, I think that this I'm not going to give it a, like an A or anything because there's still some things they need to iron out. But they it ran they talk smoothly. Did, you're right about Jr. slowing he down was more a bit, but in this episode though. Oh yeah, he was and and Tony Schiavone with all the cussing. JR dropped a, a holy ass at the end of the show too um, so yeah and then there was cussing from him but TV 14 baby it's back to it's back to yeah. the late 90s with that so yeah those, so those are our thoughts on the first episode of AEW uh, on, on TNT Dynamite <laughs> there was AEW on TNT for so long and then it turned into Dynamite what in the last couple weeks so I gotta get used to that so Dynamite episode 1 is in the books yep. um and then we'll move on to the news and uh, rumors that are going around. All right, let's get to the news of the week. 
so the big news, obviously, after talking about the what happened on Dynamite, is having Jake Hager show up, aka Jack Swagger, showed up. Um, uh, um, uh, what are your thoughts on having him on the roster? I like having him on the roster. He came in like a big mm-hmm. monster, just and puts a little bit of legitimacy, I guess you want to say, because he's an MMA mm-hmm. fighter. It's a uh, three-time All-American wrestler. Yes. And he's a just a big, came in as a big monster. As long as they don't get him that weed of people crap again, <laughs> I'm good with him being there. Okay. So, yeah, I, I agree. No, we the people. That would be a good idea. Um, also, I feel like if he's not in the main event, we're good. If he's in the main event, we got an issue. Um, if he's just with in the main event because he's side of Jericho being the muscle, then we're good. Maybe down the line he can be the the world champion, but I just don't. I think that would not that would fall flat putting him in the main event picture like that. Um, I know he's in Bellator, MMA fighter, doing great, two and zero. I think he's got a fight at the end of the month. That's good. So it's a legitimacy to him as well. But just keep him where he is, the muscle for uh, Jericho's faction, and then um, we'll see where it goes from there. So excited when he came out on Dynamite. I felt like it really went, was a good crescendo, a little exclamation point, some fire. He looked very intimidating, um, more than I ever saw him really do in WWE. Um, so, yeah, it was a positive move having him brought in. So let's go to the next point. Uh, AEW Dark is going to be on Tuesdays on YouTube. Every week, All Elite Wrestling will put it on their YouTube channel, um, showing the dark matches that were on the Wednesday before. Thumbs up for me. I I love this, how they got the dark matches that we didn't get to see. They put it in there so we can mm-hmm. watch them, being able to build up their roster that way even more so. Getting, getting people ready to see them on TNT, on having them on Dynamite. And then they have content that they can show on Dynamite, right? So they can show highlights of what, what right. happened on AEW uh, Dark. Check us out on YouTube so they can cross-promote uh, that way. And then also, like Cody said, all the matches on Dark are going to count towards your record. So that's great. And we, I love that part of AEW is having the records. So positive moves. Uh, and it's hosted uh, once again, hosted by Tony Schiavone. Of course, he has another job inside AEW. And then the biggest uh, news of the week is the ratings. AEW had 1.4 million viewers. NXT 8, 891,000 viewers. Um, my thoughts on it is great for AEW. Yes, you wanted to win the night. Um, I'm not really concerned of what NXT is doing ratings-wise. If they do great, that's good for them. But it was kind of a relief as an AEW fan that, yeah, we won that night. Am I expecting 1.4 million viewers this week? I hope so, but it's probably going to go down. If you look at um, NXT's viewers, they went from 1.2 million to a million. Now we're at 891,000 viewers. So I think uh, it's a positive and we can build on it. It may go down a little bit, but it may go back up. So if it can stay at at 1.4 million viewers again, that's huge for them, but I'm expecting a little step down. So good thing, but let's not act like, oh my God, we want everything. Right. I I remember here 
hearing one of the podcasts I was listening to with Tony Khan and he only expected to get before Dynamite happened. He's like, I'd be happy with if we got like 650. And that's what basically thousand. they got for their preview show the night before that was not promoted at all. Right. And that's when he was saying that, I'm like, yeah, well, that, yeah that makes sense. It's, you don't really want to know. You don't know who's going to show up and watch the show. And then they, the ratings came out, and it was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, I was, I was, I was happy. I was like looking over Twitter, like, "Oh, they're coming out!" Oh, everyone's saying, "Oh, they're going to be big!" And then WWE with their statement, like saying, "Congratulations to AEW!" Right before the ratings came out, that was an obvious statement that uh, AEW won. And then WWE with their little right. side comment. It's a marathon, not a one-night sprint. It's like, okay, all right. You guys are the ones who started this war by coming to Wednesday night. But that's a whole other issue. So it's a positive, um, and we're happy with it, right? Good things. And then yeah, it's great. we're doing well. NXT can do their own thing. I love every- NXT. It was my only show I really enjoyed on WWE when I was watching WWE. Um, so it's always good to have more content. And obviously the best wrestling is happening on Wednesday nights. And for us – more of it's happening. More people are watching AEW. All yep. right. All right. So we're going to talk about Dynamite um, next week, episode two. Let's talk about that right now, okay? Um, First thing, um, there's three matches that have been uh, announced. Uh, the tag team tournament jumps off uh, in the first round with Young Bucks versus Private Party. Um, that match is going to be an athletic exhi- exhibition, to say the least. Oh, that's going to be an that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be craziness. Um, I have a feeling Santana or Ortiz are going to show their uh, devious uh, selves during that match. And I feel like Private Party is going to win because of distractions from the former LAX. That's an interesting take. I, I don't. I mean, they might try something before the match, which could hinder their performance. Right. So and that's what I think. It, who do you got? Who do I got? Ah, oh, jeez. I' gonna say the way that the. They're building the storylines. I'm going to say that it's going to be private party to gain the win. So we agree on that. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I just don't see the Young Bucks. I don't think the Young Bucks are going to be the first tag team champions in AEW. Mm, probably not. Okay, that's fair. So private party, party moves on to the second round. Semifinals? I believe that's the semifinals, right? Um, so, Okay. Um, another match that's up there, Sean Spears versus John Moxley. Um, I don't know how the match is going to go. I, obviously, Omega is going to be involved in some way, either during, after, before, whatever. Um, I'm assuming Moxley wins here. Spears, uh, he's got no storyline right now. Um, he needs to find a storyline. I, uh, I believe Tony Khan said Tully Blanchard will be back in his corner, so that's always a good thing. Um, they'll have a solid match. I'm sure they're familiar with each other, both being from WWE. Uh, I'm more concerned. I'm more interested in what happens with Omega and Moxley on Dynamite. Uh, it, uh, I agree with you there that it's going to be either 
after the match or might even be during the match where Omega comes in and like tries goes after, after, Moxley. after what he did to uh uh Omega. After yeah. He did. So. yeah. So I could see him going in the and then either the ref giving Spears the win because mm, of it. Oh yeah, I like that. I like that. Or some or maybe even Omega starts with Spears mm-hmm. first. Also, what could I could see Spears doing is something with MGF. Uh, maybe I could see that too. I think uh, I don't know what they're going to do with MJF. We'll find out, but yeah, that could happen. Um, but the Moxley Omega storyline is going to continue on, getting us more excited for Full Gear. Um, and then the uh, Dustin Rhodes and Young Bucks—not Young Bucks—I have the wrong thing. Dustin Rhodes and Hangman Page versus Jericho and Guevara. Um, I'm going to go with Jericho and Guevara because I just feel like they're going to make sure that they, um, let that the, their faction gets even more heat on them. It's going to be a devious uh, win, um, but I'm expecting Dustin Rhodes and Hangman to lose to Jericho and Guevara. Um, I think that. It's going to be a good match. It's going to be. Oh, that's no doubt. I'm not even with, considering that. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting it to be a good match. That goes without saying with all these matches. I, think, I expect great matches. Oh, yeah. I expect this match maybe to be slow mm-hmm. paced. And I think I'm going to say that Jericho and Guevara go yeah. over and get the win. Definitely. Of the last thing I said, the, Jer- the last thing I want to talk about is Jericho's faction. So I feel like they're going to be running rough shot, like old school NWO, old school Bullet Club. Um, they're going to be all over the place, um, kind of running rough shot over AEW for the next few weeks leading into full gear. Yeah, I could see that happening a lot where they're just going after the the elite. Yeah, really, because uh, Jericho wants his thank you and he's going to get back since he never got his thank you. So, yeah, that's right. kind of what we think what's going to happen on episode two. Um, I'd love to hear, uh, see what happens. And then we can kind of break it down and see uh, how things are heading into week three. Um, I know it's sold out in Boston this week. Um, I'm not sure. They're in Philly, right? I believe in Philly. Philly believe, week yeah, three. they're Philly. And that's sold out as well. So, yeah, so it should be exciting. We're, we're ready for episode two. Once again, as a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter at bros underscore elite and on Facebook at all elite bros. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can email us at all elite bros at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to the third episode of all elite bros. We will be back next week when we break down everything that happened at dynamite episode two. Goodbye and good night. Bang.